Welcome to Social PR Secrets, the podcast. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. In today's episode, I interview Melissa Fatch. She is an expert in social media and internet marketing. For about five years in a row, Melissa and I taught a social media management workshop at the internet marketing conference called PubCon. Every year, we would go over the latest trends in each social channel, and we would also talk about a strategy for tragedy. In this episode, Melissa and I talk about what to do in a case of a crisis, no matter what the crisis might be. Melissa talks about her experience when she was on the front lines of the social media channels for Moz, which is a SEO software platform with hundreds of thousands of followers. Enjoy this episode with Melissa. Three more, four more weeks to go, and we're done with the semester. And this week, we're focusing on strategy for tragedy, and we're going to be talking about how social media can sometimes make it or break it for a brand. And this week's guest, we have Melissa Falk. Hi, Melissa. Hi. And Melissa is with Moz. So Melissa's going to share with us, we shared a panel um, on a couple different conferences talking about different strategies for tragedy. And Melissa um, handles the community for Moz. And Melissa, I'm going to just actually hand it over to you and you can explain what you do um, for Moz and also other companies handling their social media and a little bit about your background would be great. Okay. Um, I'm currently an associate at Moz. I've been there almost two years. Um, I handle social in the mornings, East Coast time. They're in Seattle. So from about 7 to 12.30, I manage social for Moz. Um, and then after that, I work for Authority Labs out of Phoenix and run their social. And then I have clients. Um, my background is actually in psychology and mental health. I have a master's in mental health. Um, I kind of use it in my social, <laughs> keeping people calm. Um, and I really don't know what else to say. Okay, well that's a good intro. So um, the students here are probably familiar by now with Moz because we've been using, um, we had Jennifer Lopez as our guest last week talking about community management and we've been using Moz, um, some of the resources as some of the content for the class actually. Oh. Um, but tell us just um, in a, you know, briefly about what is Moz if they still really don't kind of get what Moz does. Um, we're actually a, a tool company. Uh, we offer a variety of tools for social and SEO, um, and we have clients worldwide. Uh, it's actually kind of amazing. I don't have an exact number, but we also have a very large community of people that can talk to one another and support one another and get questions, you know, answered from the community. So it's um. It's a unique company, but a, a really helpful one for our industry. Okay, great. So um, you said you handle the the social media. You're on the front lines for social media um, on their off hours. Yes. Um, so what is a day in the life when you are on from Oz? What does that typically look like, if you could kind of walk us through? Uh, well, on a good day, <laughs> I answer questions and I deal with customer service issues. Um, we have a large amount of people, about 330,000 people on Twitter that follow us, but we also have a lot of people that reach out for customer service issues that don't follow us. Um, same goes for Google Plus and um, LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. 
So it's really about answering questions and helping people as much as possible with any tools. If they can't find a blog post, if they're having a problem um, with anything, I direct them. On a bad day, we have a tool go down <laughs> or we have a DDoS attack on the site, and I have to manage a lot of angry people who don't have access to their reports and the data they need for work. So we had David Meerman Scott as one of our guests as um, during week one about the social media evolution and revolution. And one of his key focuses was on customer service, mm -hmm. um, social customers. So there's really a lot that has to do with customer service and social media. So why don't you kind of walk us through some of those scenarios as it relates to Moz and what you're doing for them? Well, nowadays, um, I think with Google and with anything in life, everybody has this need for instant gratification. So if they have a question, they want an answer, and they do not want to wait for it. Um, we try to not make anyone wait longer than five minutes. So within five minutes, you should have an answer and be re redirected to whoever can help you. Um, the big thing is, is with such a large following in a large company, and even if you're in a small company, it's the same thing. If you answer the wrong way or you offend the wrong person, you can actually take down a company. So um, this is a little more delicate than customer service face-to-face. -face. This is the whole world watching, and you can end up on the Today Show or you can end up you know, on Gawker or anywhere. So it's a delicate, fine line of keeping multiple people with different personalities and different problems happy. And as I think uh, you were in my presentation, I discussed you never know what kind of day or year or month anyone has had. So their response may not be the typical rational response, but you still have to find a way to um, appease them, calm them down, and let them leave your brand with an overall positive feeling. Okay, so I'm going to just do a screen share now of um, that shows what your strategy was before you were um, went through the training with Moz. Mm -hmm. So this kind of shows the, um, you know, all of the things that you you rated yourself in a in a good way, but then some of the areas that maybe um, you've improved on. And can, if you can kind of walk us through that, and I'll do I'll I'll share the slide share as you walk us through it. Well, basically, I mean, it's a given that you want to provide the info and educate the type of audience that you have. You want to build fans, you want to show personality. With other companies I worked with, um, they were very much into defending um, a situation instead of just admitting that perhaps they made a mistake. Um, when I said I was standing alone, it was because there was no one else. We didn't have a team atmosphere, and I really think you have to have a team. I also had um, bosses that wanted me to avoid problems as much as possible and give excuses. But in today's world, there's no room for excuses because you're going to get caught. And if you're caught in a lie on social, it's really going to hurt a brand. Right. So um, so it was not very tag fee. And Jennifer kind of touched on tag fee. So tell us, what in the world is tag fee? Okay. Well, it is basically our core values at Moz. So the entire company from people that uh, – answer phones, deal with help, manage social, the editing team. We all have the same core values, which is transparent and authentic in everything we do. We're supposed to be generous with everyone we interact with. They want us to be fun and show personality. Um, empathy is critical, again, because you don't know what kind of day someone's had. And they want us to be as exceptional as possible, to go that extra mile for everybody. 
And so how do you integrate that into your, um, your everyday social media service? Well, if you have those core guidelines, you know how to respond, um, how to word things in every possible situation. So if I know I'm allowed to be generous, if I, I know I'm allowed to be fun and send a meme or uh, send a funny gift their way, or if I can show empathy, um, more importantly, being transparent and authentic means that I can say, you know what, we have messed up. This is my mistake or this is our mistake and we're sorry. That, uh, that eliminates all of the issues with excuses. Um, it just makes everything easier. It makes things easier for an employer because if everyone has the same core values they have to follow, there's no excuses for mistakes. Okay, and so you say in your presentation, tag fee changed my thinking and gave me power. So it really is empowering, empowering to, um, to have this concept. Yeah, it takes the stress off. If you're sitting there and you're managing, the, say for example, when we had the DDoS attack, I think I tweeted um, a thousand times in 20 minutes to people. Wow. <laughs> If I had to defend myself to that many people um, and make up excuses and lies, it is just pressure on me for me to be able to say, hey, we are trying to figure out what's going on. We're sorry. This is where we're at. It allowed the community to be understanding and helpful, you know, back with us. And, and it just takes a lot of pressure off of the person running social at that time. So... Um, and as you see right there, it just it made life easier all the way around. Okay, great. Um, so I'm just kind of scrolling through your slides now, um, empowering your team, the community team, and um, you know, as far as the brands and the core value, and and really having that the core value. We've talked to a couple different guest speakers. One of them was Buffer, and they really emphasized the same thing on how important it is and how this all really comes from the core values um, when you're dealing with any type of social media issue. So, um, can you just um, kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Well, and one thing I want to say to like your students is if they're going to take a social media job. They want to be choosing a company that has this type of thinking, okay? Like, um, do they have core values in place that I can follow each day that will make my life easier? Um, they want to be looking for a company that has that. The, as I said here, brand continuity, choosing team members, everything you do in your day is based off those core values. So it makes the employee's day easier and it allows a community to remain consistent at all times. So, I mean, obviously we've seen with Zappos, Buffer, Moz, everyone is adopting these core values or guiding principles, and I think it's really critical that if you are going to start running social for a business that you bring it up. You say, hey, we need to figure this out ahead of time so we know how to handle every possible situation, um, and it will make everybody's life easier. Great point. So, in the, um, the case where they don't, um, let's show some social shares that will actually haunt you. You have some great examples here um, that we shared at PubCon. So here's the one from 9-11. I'll let you kind of talk through this. Um, yes. Okay. So Build-A-Bear Workshop, very expensive place. You have to buy the bear. You have to buy the clothes. You have to buy the shoes. And what this, how this came across on social was that they were trying to sell their bear and not actually remember 9-11 and say we will never forget. They could have left the bear off and just said we will never forget and, and it would have been fine. Exactly, yes. Okay. Um, this is the 
<laughs> this, no, is a, yeah. this is probably the worst social share I've seen from a business. 9 plus 11 equals 20% off. There is no excuse for that. <laughs> so, and from a yoga studio. How could that happen? Right. Um, this, to me, would be a fireable offense. Uh, you do not take a tragedy and turn it into a discount for your business. Yeah, and I would say in this case, it's probably a small business that really just they're not thinking through what they're doing, and you know something like this can just completely go viral and backfire on you. Yeah, and you know you have students that are going to be able to consult with businesses and use that as an example, like why they need a consultant, why they need an in-house team member to avoid these type of issues. So um, this this one was just wordage. Um, their tweet was, Virgin passengers were treated to an impromptu performance by the cast of The Lion King. That's actually my tweet above. <laughs> I didn't know which passengers were virgins. I mean, you, it, it doesn't say Virgin Atlantic or Virgin, you know, airline. It, you got to make sure that it's clear or you could really get picked on and end up in a, a joke. You know? Yes, definitely. So you can't be 100% perfect all of the time. We know that. Um, but this one with Joan Rivers, this one really killed me. Right. So Joan Rivers um, was paid to promote the iPhone on the day of its release. And obviously she was paid months before her death. It was all set up. It was set up in her Instagram account and her Facebook account. And she died two weeks previous to to the day that the iPhone came out, so she, she's dead, and this comes out on her social accounts. Now, this is what I consider a mistake. Um, someone had scheduled it all out. That was great, but they forgot to remove it. So anytime that you're running social and you're scheduling, you have to be looking out for all the little things that might need to be stopped um, or deleted, whether it's a tragedy, a death, something that just doesn't fit in light of recent news. Um, so this is more of a mistake instead of offensive. Right, but I think it's also an interesting aspect to look at. So these celebrities, these figures, are getting paid behind the scenes to endorse and, you know, have some sort of, um, you know, their voice associated with the brand in a social way. Right. Um, so this is a great example of that and also an example of a mistake. And, yeah, if you're representing a celebrity, you need to work ten times harder to make sure there's no mistakes. So. Definitely. So just some tips um, about tweeting during a tragedy or setting up your social is, I mean, just make sure that, you know, you're looking ahead and also looking behind, right? You have, it's like you have to look in every direction. Right, and that's almost impossible for, for us to try and get into the minds of millions of people and how they see things. Um, that's why I say it's better to just not tweet because you can't control how people think. So... It's better to just pause it. Exactly. So we're, um, we just have a couple more minutes left, but I want to get to the part about the tips. And then we're going to have this presentation available to the students um, to see the full presentation. There's ac actually 64 slides in here that will be part of the Canvas, so you'll be able to see all the slides. We're just touching on the highlights. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to go back to the screen share here. And um, I really love this slide, too. You're, not, you're talking to humans, and that's a, an important factor. Yeah. Um, just to review that again. Yeah, it's it's hard when you're talking to tons and tons of people in a short amount of time. To, they become words on a screen, and you just have to remember that they're actually people. And, you know, you've got these trolls and these horrible people that say things on, on the Internet. Just don't take it personally. Um, you also want to be empathetic and as much as possible. 
Okay, so I love these angry people tips, and I want this is the part that I wanted to end with okay. the angry people tips. So I'll let you kind of walk through, and I'll I'll scroll the slides when you're done with each one. Okay, so basically stay calm because I I am temperamental. I don't stay calm real well, <laughs> uh, but I have to tell myself just breathe. This is not a person you know. Um, the other thing I recommend is try and steer it offline if you're representing a brand. You want to make sure that you can the brand doesn't look bad, look like they're having an argument online. So if you can move it to like email, say, can you send me your email or to DM me, uh, especially on Twitter, uh, that's the best way. Get it off the internet and talk to them. But if they email you or send you their email address, you want to address it in the next five or ten minutes. You don't want to wait an hour to email them or they're going to come back to Twitter and start slamming you. Um, then keep in mind you're being watched, you're being documented. All the images I have are from articles that people have talked about of social mistakes. Um, they're obviously screenshots and video, so you have to be really careful. And own up and apologize. There you go. If you mess up. <laughs> and let's see. Grammar mistakes. It's okay every once in a while, but it's not okay all the time. It'll make your brand look um, uneducated. So. Yeah, and typos happen, but I agree. I mean, it's so easy to make the mistakes in social because everything's everything's going fast and furious. But before you hit that that button to publish, always double check, triple check, have somebody else check. Yep, definitely. So these are some great examples, Melissa. So. You, um, you gave us some advice already for the students, so these, the students, if they want to go out and become a social media manager, what are some tips that you can give them? Uh, well, first, um, having a lot of friends on Facebook is not enough. You want to watch the psychology behind Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, and any other social network. See how people interact, how they talk with one another. It's really important. There are two types of social people. There's the people that talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, and there's the people that handle all the scheduling and the tracking URLs. It's best that everybody have an understanding of all of it, um, but educate yourself as much as possible. Some basic HTML I think is critical as well. I think everybody should know how to use WordPress, whether you're in social or whatever you're doing. Um, psychology classes are good. I think that people in social media today are either going to have to carefully choose who they want to work with and if they can choose a boss or a small business that is willing to listen to them. Um, you can't, working with businesses is really difficult if, you're, if you have clients. So you need to be able to manage them emotionally while also making them follow some of your directions. So um, I would say read up and read up and read up, but they have to read all the time because it's constantly changing. It's very <laughs> true. Always changing. Knowing how to use Google Hangouts, how to use all the software, you know all the tools. If they know how to use the tools, they're way far ahead than most people. Um, and I, any kind of graphic design, basic work that they can do for like Twitter shares, um, I think that's good as well. Okay, great. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. We can um, follow you at SEO Aware on Twitter, and Melissa represents at Moz. Um, an awesome brand and Authority Labs another awesome brand so thank you Melissa for your time today we really appreciate it and we will check up with you later okay thank you bye
Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.